Dougald Saunders, our local MP, joining me on the phone right now. Dougald, uh, as cases continue to consistently be coming out of the Central West, and in particular here in Dubbo, uh, it doesn't look like Dubbo will be joining the rest of the state and leaving lockdown on the 10th of September. Yeah, look, that seems uh, pretty unlikely, mate. Good to talk to you. But look, it's it's one of those things, we, we have a bit of an up and down scenario with numbers, but our average number for the region is around you know 20 to 40 every day. We've had a couple go above that. Um, that's probably going to continue. We certainly haven't reached the, the pinnacle of, of this at this point. Uh, there's probably another week or so to go in that, according to health. But look, the, the, the numbers over the weekend were pretty much expected. Um, testing numbers, as expected, were pretty low across the weekend. Uh, the call, again, is for people right across the region. Any of the mildest symptoms or any concerns, as in if you've been somewhere you think is of concern or been with somebody who may have been to one of those venues, go and get tested. There's plenty of availability. Uh, and, of course, the, uh, the pop-up vaccination clinics wrapped up yesterday in Dubbo that the main one at Pioneer Park did many thousand people over the nine days it was active. It's now moving on to Mudgee and Golgong and Cooler and Dunedoo but we'll be back in a couple of weeks to do second doses. Oh, okay. So anyone who went through that hub can come back for their second dose so they don't have to book in. Like I can, They can do yeah. it the same way they, they got their first one. Absolutely. Um, and look, you know, it, it was hugely popular and the, the reason we really pushed hard to get those clinics happening was to just do a big hit, get, get a bulk number of people done mm. and those that were finding it hard in other areas. But look, there are still plenty of ways to get a vaccine. Uh, as of today, the 30th, you can actually book through the eligibility checker for 16 to 39-year-olds. So that age group hadn't been eligible up to this point. Mm. So that's all bookable now through the main vax clinic, which again is at the showground. And of course, we, we have opened now the state's first drive-through clinic, which is happening at the showground as well. Uh, and that's available through bookings too. So we've got a link to that on my Facebook fa- uh, page. Uh, you can you can book through there. Again, that's proven really, really popular. So lots of bookings have been made. So you may not get an immediate booking right now, uh, but certainly it's a great way of doing it. Um, and people, I think, are appreciating that. Don't forget your GP. GPs are doing all of their client lists at the moment and your pharmacists. All of our pharmacists are doing a great job in, in vaccinating as well. What about testing? Because I know you closed uh, Pioneer Oval last week to condense all the sort of tests going to the two places between the showgrounds and Manera Plaza. Is that still the same? Yeah, absolutely. So West Dubbo is now closed completely for testing and for vaccinations. Yep. Uh, but we do have part of the team that was there at West Dubbo testing is now actually doing some home testing for those that are a bit more vulnerable, can't get out and about as much. There's a couple of teams doing home testing, then also consolidating at the showground, which is the main point. And given, look, testing numbers have dropped remarkably over the past week. So uh, until those numbers boost up again, it's not much point having staff standing around waiting. Yeah. We'd rather consolidate, focus on the areas where people we know will come, and then if things do ramp up, we can always uh, stand that up again at West Dubbo if needed. Best place, Dougal, to go to find out uh, hot spots if people have been in contact with anyone else? Yeah, look, uh, the New South Wales Health website, um, and look, you, you probably should make that page uh, a bit of a favourite. Just if you, if you do a search for venues of concern, COVID, it will come up with that page, and then they're listed by suburb every Every day or twice a day. Uh, I regularly post on my Facebook page with those updates as well. So keep in touch. That there's always a way of finding out the details. Uh, and, and most people, I think, are trying to do the right thing around that keeping in touch. If, if you know people, though, that haven't got internet access or 
don't necessarily keep in touch with with all the media stuff just let them know part of your family and friend circle that that maybe doesn't do that you're their point of contact it'd be great to keep them informed as well Dougal Saunders thank you so much for your time this morning and uh, fingers crossed over the next week or so that we start seeing a real turn yeah absolutely and thanks mate thanks for your uh, your sharing of this information we've still got a way to go we still need people to follow those stay at home orders mm. unless it's for essential things and we'll get through this popcorn Chop Tops and the latest releases. Let's go to the movies with Shane A. Bassett. Thursday morning and as always we talk about uh, movies and new TV shows on streaming services with movie analyst Shane A. Bassett. Obviously because it's COVID lockdown, the movies aren't open. Shane A., we're relying wholly on streaming services and uh, I'm excited about this. I'm excited to see Martin Short and Steve Martin, the two Martins, together in a movie again. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, Father of the Bride uh, mm. and The Three Amigos, they're very good together. Their comedy timing is perfect, I think. They're obviously good friends. They've done some live stand-up together as well. Yeah. And uh, this one is just another ad, you know, adds to the list of their great comic exploits. They star as a couple of uh, inhabitants inside a New York apartment block and they find out there's been a murder and because they love true crime podcasts so much, they think they can actually investigate the tragedy themselves. Okay. Uh, which turns into a very funny outcome and they're joined by Selena Gomez. She's a wonderful actress. She's a big name on places. this. Yeah, Tina Fey and Jane Lynch. Nathan Lane is also in this. Uh, only Murders in the Building on Disney+. Plus. I think it's one of the best shows I've watched all year, and I've seen all six episodes. So okay, it's so it's a show, not a movie? Yeah, it's a show. So it could easily be a movie, like a, a four-hour movie, because it is that good. It's so well-structured, but it is a, it's a weekly series that uh, goes for six episodes. I don't think it's possible to have too much Steve Martin. I've been a little bit disappointed the last few years not seeing him a lot, but I mean... I must admit, when I was a kid and he was bringing out movies like Father of the Bride, I thought he was an old man then, so he, he must be getting on now. There's, there's a scene in it where they have a flashback and they show him with dark hair and young. You can tell that they've just done that to make yeah. him look younger, but he has been around forever and he's always had that white hair ever since I can remember and I love him. He's very funny. Not one for kids though, Shane A. Bassett. A little bit dark. Tell us how many buckets of popcorn you're giving it. You are going to love it. I'm going to give it a four out of five buckets of popcorn. Featuring Selena Gomez and Tina Fey, I reckon That'd be really, really cool. Now, the other thing I want to talk to yeah. you about, uh, Shane Bassett, is I was on YouTube yesterday morning, which is a regular occurrence for me in, in lockdown, uh, <laughs> and I noticed they dropped a brand new trailer for No Time to Die. I believe that's the name of the new James Bond. It is the name of the new James Bond movie. It's been 18 months since this was meant to be released. Uh, of course, it hasn't been. It's been delayed along yeah. with the new Top Gun movie and the new Ghostbusters movie. And finally, No Time to Die has a release date of November 11 in Australia. So let's hope cinemas are open by then. Wasn't that the release and, date uh, last year? Uh, yeah, that's right. It was. It was moved from April last year to, I think, July. Then it got another date in November. So you're right. We're back at November, it's, so let's I, hope it goes ahead. It's been I think it a will. long time. I think it will. <laughs> yeah, it's the last time we're going to see Daniel Craig as James Bond, and a lot of people can give or take a 007 movie, and I get that, but they are event movies. They're yes. not your average spy action film. They're meant to be on a scene on a big screen, and you watch the trailer to this new one, 
I think it's going to be fantastic. And Rami Malek is the villain. I think he looks good as the villain. I think it'll look good too. And um, it seems to these Daniel Craig ones, unlike other Bond movies, they accumulate as a bigger story across all the movies. I really like um, what they're all linked. Yeah, you're right. From um, from Casino Royal and through to Skyfall. They're all linked, and I think this one will be like the the book closing on this chapter. But from what I can tell, uh, there might be a new James Bond in the works. We could even be introduced to him or her in this new James Bond movie. Wouldn't that be great? And Maybe a surprise. it's Shane Bassett Bond, hey? Uh, <laughs> well, there's been a few uh, Australians in the past that have had a chance to become James Bond, like uh, Mel Gibson and Hugh Jackman. Uh, they were considered back in the day for, at different periods, but didn't happen. Uh, George Lazenby, of course, he was the Australian who played James Bond one in the 60s. I um, can't wait for this movie, and I'm going to be really bummed if they push it back again because I've been waiting literally 18 months for it. I actually don't think they will. Even if cinemas are closed, I would say that they just have to get this out. Well, I hope you're right. Movie analyst Shana Bassett, thank you so much for your time this week, and we'll catch up with you again same time, same place next week. Take care, Alo. Bye for now, mate. Right now, time to talk footy. Alo and Maroon, NRL footy tips. Thanks to Autobahn Dubbo. And it's the last round before we get into finals NRL action. Joined by Maroon from the Triple M call team right now on the phone. Maroon tonight, Raiders Roosters. Raiders Roosters tonight. Well, this particular game with what's at stake for the Raiders. It's simple economics here for the Raiders. If they win and the Sharks lose, they're in the final. So I'm going to say... Uh, the Raiders win this one out of desperation and they'll all sit, at, sit tightly at, at, at their, back at their hotel room and see what happens with that Cronulla game. So Raiders to win. Well, I, speaking of the Cronulla game uh, tomorrow night, I'm assuming it's pretty straightforward that Storm will get that. Well, I, it, it's a couple of interesting ways to look at this one. There's about seven Melbourne Storm players being rested, both the yeah, Bromwich okay. brothers and a whole stack of quality players. But this is a side that will still field Pappenhausen and Nico Hines and uh, uh, Dale Finucane and, Har- and I think uh, also Brandon Smith. So I'm still going to take Melbourne to win this game, although they rest about seven players. I think Melbourne will still win this Cronulla game. Up the Sharkies. Uh, let's look at Saturday. Uh, we've got a bunch of games. Uh, sorry, Friday night, Eels and Panthers. I thought they were on Saturday, but no, that's tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eels and Panthers. Well, I think this will be a, a Panthers win here, Allo, because yeah. uh, Parramatta, I don't think Moses is playing. There's a couple of other big names out. Paulo isn't playing. Gutherson. So I think Penrith will give them a little bit of a touch-up in the local derby. Got a few other games across the weekend. Saturday, Broncos Knights. Your bunnies are taking on the Dragons. Yeah, well, Knights will win that. It don't matter if they win or lose because they'll finish seventh and the bunnies should just be too good for the Dragons. The top three can change in order, Allo, but it can't. The three teams that are in the top three now will finish in the top three. Yeah. What Actually, what do you reckon is going to happen with Titans-Warriors? Well, I'm going to take the Titans because this is a home game for them. Um, and rarely do we see in this COVID environment a team get a genuine home game, but it's a home game up there at Seabus Super Stadium. They haven't had a great year. By what they would have expected this year, it hasn't been good, but I think they'll end up, end up on a win, with a win. And super pick for this week, Maroon. Mate, I'm going to take Manly to beat the Cowboys. Why? Because... Well, we're saying that Melbourne will beat Cronulla and we're saying that the Raiders will beat the Roosters, which would then mean that if they win this one, Manly finish fourth. And what a year it's been for the mighty Sea Eagles.
Well, they didn't start off very strong. They certainly uh, upped their game. Absolutely. Started off 0-4, but they've come good, mate. And before I go, can I say a quick good day to the team at Autobahn there in Dubbo. They've sent me down a whole bunch of uh, polishes, waxes, shampoos, sponges, and even more of these little uh, pine tree deodorants. So um, they know I'm trying to keep the car clean in lockdown. And thanks so much, Autobahn. I've got a stack of good stuff here now. That's two lots they've sent. But I'll tell you what, if you're cleaning your car or you need some car, you need oils, anything like that, mate, you know where you get the best advice. Thanks so much, Marie. We'll catch you across the weekend calling the footy right here on Triple M. Okay, we see you during finals and go the bunny. That's Allo and Maroon's NRL footy tips. Thanks to Autobahn Dubbo. Always thanks to Village Bakehouse where you can indulge in their freshly made range of sourdough pastries. This is Triple M Breakfast with Aloe Baker, currently joined by Federal Member for Parks, Mark Colton, on the phone. Mark, I saw you in the newspaper earlier on in the week uh, for having a bit of an operation. Yeah, so a couple of things, actually, Hello. So uh, the photo that that was out uh, earlier in the week was uh, where I had a basal cell carcinoma, uh, a type of skin cancer taken out just above my eye. Mm. Uh, and uh, it had about 40 stitches in it and uh, it gave me a great big shiner but uh, <laughs> uh, I've also uh, I've also uh, had a melanoma uh, which I've got to have uh, further surgery done next week uh, yeah. on the cheek so uh, yeah, you know, I'm a fair skinned fellow and I've worked most of the life outside and uh, like a lot of people um, in, in Australia in the bush uh, have done that and uh, you know, the, I think the scary part about it is Hello, that I'd had a uh, another one removed uh, of a BCC removed off my face in December, yeah. and I had a pretty thorough check from a from a dermatologist uh, in December last year, and those things weren't evident, and uh, and they've popped up in wow. sort of eight months, and so uh, you know the results are good, uh, they've all been removed, but uh, uh, it's a it's a good reminder that um, uh, to to get that check, but it's also uh, a little bit more difficult now because. A lot of the uh, specialists do travel, and I know the yep. ones from Sydney that travel out the Dubbo aren't doing that this year. And so, sometimes you've got to find, uh, you know, try and find alternative place to have that uh, uh, have that checked. And I think that's a, I think that's you know one of the side effects of uh, of the of this uh, pandemic Lockdown. is that a lot of the sort of regular maintenance stuff, you know, whether it's a breast screen, uh, you know, or you know, perhaps pap smears for women or uh, bowel checks or all those sort of things that uh, uh, people need to do on a, on a sort of a regular precautionary basis. It's, it's sometimes a bit harder to do that, yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I found, because I looked at getting my skin checked uh, at the start of the year when we weren't in lockdown, it was hard because obviously we don't have, you know, there's a shortage of those medical expertise people uh, in the in the region. So uh, let alone having a, a pandemic on, t- on top. Let's talk about the pandemic uh, in Dubbo where we've, I think we're over a month of lockdown now. We're still consistently getting cases. Yeah, uh, the, the vaccination rates are, are really good in, in Dubbo. Uh, they're they're uh, you know, probably some of the, the highest rates uh, in the last couple of weeks probably in the country. And uh, so we are you know, uh, getting ourselves covered that way, but the lockdowns obviously, uh, uh, apart from the, you know, the, the, the health effects uh, that people getting sick, it's, you know, it's really starting to bite now right across the board, you know, from education uh, uh, through to small business and, and, and even larger businesses now are really starting to, uh, to feel the pinch. And so, uh, you know, uh, hopefully uh, we can get to, to the next stage where, you know, where, where we can stop the, uh, stop the lockdowns. Mark, you cover quite a large area. How are the western far-reaching t- towns, places like Wilcannia and Cobar and that coping? 
look, uh, some are better than others. Uh, you know, uh, one of the early cases uh, was at uh, Walgett, and uh, mm. the case numbers there have been contained really well. There's been a great... Uh, uh, you know, uh, a movement by the, all the folks in Walgett uh, early on to uh, to, to get uh, vaccinated and tested, and so uh, a lot of those towns have had, had cases uh, uh, that are that have been managed. Um, probably, uh, well, Kenya has got the highest number of cases, and it's probably because there was sort of a, a lot of people that got infected at once, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a lot of resources on the ground uh, managing those folks. I think there's some temporary accommodation might be heading that way in the next day or so so that people can isolate. We should also recognise uh, the, the health workers, uh, you know, Western Health and, uh, you know, a lot of Aboriginal medical services and, and others uh, have really, the doctor service, uh, uh, have really put in a big effort. These guys have been um, working so hard, so long hours under very difficult conditions, yeah. um, uh, you know, fully fully kitted up in PPE, for, for long days and uh, uh, we, we do owe them such a lot uh, for, for what they're doing and uh, I think we you know we need to recognise uh, that uh, you know the rest of us have been kept healthy by uh, the, the enormous uh, work and contribution by a few. Agreed. Well, thank you so much for joining me this morning. I'm glad you're doing all right after your skin cancer operations. Federal Member for Parks, Mark Colton, will have a chat uh, again in the coming weeks and uh, I guess reassess where we're up to COVID, lockdowns and much, much more.